0: Every single Wednesday I go to the shop, spend more than I should on comments about my pool and a can of pop. It's Wednesday I want to go to the shop, even if it hurts my warmth. Welcome to the Pollist Fest of 2018 extravaganza. I'm your host, Kendall. With me, the one and only Jared.
1: Hello, everybody. Happy uh, almost 2019.
0: Yeah. By the time this comes up, it will be... By the time this <laughs> gets posted, it will be 2019. Because we're recording this on December 30th, and I'm not going to edit a podcast on uh, New Year's Eve. That's... Well, that's right.
1: We'll see you in the future.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so happy 2019. Yay! Uh, so we're just talking about, yeah, like, the best media or stuff that we saw or stuff that we liked, uh, in 2018, um, I've got a big list of stuff, but I'm going to let you start off, Jared. What What do you want to talk about?
1: Well, um, there was, um, well, I found some good posts because there's a lot of people doing like the best of 2018 movies uh-huh. and, um. There's a lot of stuff that was really good that I didn't get a chance to see. I uh, I didn't get to see Spider-Verse. Um, I heard Aquaman is pretty good. I haven't seen that yet. Or uh, well, the Bumblebee movie. But, um, you know, in terms of other really good movies that came out, it's hard to believe the Black Panther was so early in the year. <laughs> um, had Infinity Wars, Deadpool 2, Venom. Um, let's see. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ready Player One, and um, The Invincibles. So... It was a great year if you're into the kind of stuff that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, again, I probably saw about half the movies on that list. I thought Infinity War was probably my favorite overall. Deadpool Two was I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, second movie or follow up. Um, Ray Player One was still pretty good. I enjoyed Ant Man. Um, there really hasn't, well, there wasn't anything that I didn't like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. uh I was, I, I think there were a couple, uh, I mean, I think, I think uh, I didn't like Black Panther and Infinity War as much as some people did, but uh yeah, definitely very strong. Um And yeah, Ready Player One, considering all the negative buzz that it got, was, is actually just a really fun movie. Like don't, you know, if you don't like, I don't think the intention is to have it. I mean, it kind of makes a little bit of a statement, but mostly it's just a silly fun movie. Yeah, and 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 you can have fun with the references and everything. Um, on the podcast we talked about the Meg. Uh, it was is <laughs> a, a a fun was a fun summer film. Um, Eighth grade <laughs> is is a movie that I've been raving about since I saw it. I don't I honestly don't remember if we talked about it on the podcast. Uh, did you get to see it?
1: No, but uh, I'm a Bo Burnham fan. I heard it's pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it is excellent. It's uh, follows the follows a girl through her last couple days of eighth grade and um, very like uh, sort of you know from everything is kind of from her perspective. Uh, She's awkward and has uh, acne and. Um, you know, she, she wins, she wins an award for the most, most quiet in her graduating class. <laughs> and, uh, but she's, but she's also like, she's also actually like really clever and has a sense of humor. And they are just some, like the kind of preppy characters are like, she's, it, I like that she sees them as cool. If you watch the sh- if you watch the film as an adult, you can tell that they are completely clueless. There's a there's an eighth grade boy that uh, that she kind of flirts with, and he's like, "Do you give blowjobs?" And she's like, "Oh yes, of course I do, <laughs> all the time. I mean, you know." And it, and it's just because uh, I th- I've, and it, and it just I like when I like when movies make kids seem like kids as opposed to, uh, you know, making, making a middle school or high middle schoolers act like high schoolers or high schoolers act like college kids. Like it really, yeah. it feels like she's a thing. So that, I mean, that's probably my favorite film of the year. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what my
1: favorite film of like the year would be, even outside of comic book movies would be. Mm mm-hmm. It's tough. Tough tough
0: tough. Now did you get to see Bohemian Rhapsody?
1: I've not seen that yet.
0: Uh that's that's a really fun uh like I guess it got some things wrong about the history, but who cares? Like you you shouldn't go to a biopic expecting to be educated about the details of a of a rock stars story. We just haven't had like a big a big, you know, walk the line style movie. Although it's not like, it's not anything like walk the line, but uh you know, like a big, like gen- sort of generic rock, rock and roll biopic in a long time. Um Really solid.
1: Uh, uh, what was the one called with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga? Um, oh, a star, star is, born? is born. Yeah. That was really good. I enjoyed that. You
0: really? Yeah. Really? I mean, it wasn't
1: my favorite, but I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. I enjoyed it. My, my wife, uh, that was one of hers so where she said, like, okay, we'll go see this. And uh, I mean, it was, you know, the the suicide at the end, all that sort of about stuff. About
0: time, am I right? Um, yeah. Oh, man. I, it. That, I I don't know. About, about six hours into that movie, my wife <laughs> looks over at me and she says, is it just me or is this movie really bad? So yeah, I'm not a fan. I anytime you have a movie that's got music, and for the purpose of the story, the music is intentionally bad three quarters of the time. I think you got a problem with your movie. Like, oh man, oh just also I hate Bradley Cooper. I I I wanted to I wanted to like that movie because I am very much a sort of like. Lady Gaga isn't necessarily for me, but I also like find myself defending her. Like, you know, the idea of her being she does seem like a like an art, a modern artisan or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I
1: understand in that aspect. You know, I, I I get what you're saying from mm-hmm. there. And um, then I heard initially it was supposed to be Jack Black was who they wanted to get Lady Gaga's part.
0: Wait, oh oh okay, so it wouldn't have been a romance. Yeah, something like that. Oh, okay, that's a, that's interesting. Uh, or it would have been a gay romance. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, okay, um, yeah. Uh, I just as and I mean and I mean especially with that, it just it it should have been about an hour shorter. And I I don't want to harp on it. This is the best of the year. I apologize for <laughs> for bringing you down.
1: Just move on, Kendall.
0: Um. So. So the miseducation of Cameron Post was an indie film that came out this summer that I watched, uh, about, uh, it takes place in the nineties. It's, a um, gay conversion therapy. Uh, but it's lighter than the one that it's interesting. Cause I, I, I read up on it and it's actually about the same, like based on the same, uh, gay conversion camp, uh, in uh or therapy or whatever, you know, the, the the same place but it's much this this movie was uh, as the the mo- the big the big one uh boy erased that that came out and is probably going to be nominated for our Oscars and stuff but uh this one was um uh a a more lighthearted takes you know takes place in the in the 90s and has like a very 90s uh aesthetic and it it really like on the one hand it it is it 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 shows how terrible it is that these people who claim to be psychologists or whatever pseudo psychologists or whatever are are trying to you know pray the gay away or whatever um but it also weirdly reminded me of the christian summer camps that i went to growing up so you um, know i might say something and and it's yeah, I don't know. Definitely worth definitely worth checking out. The the girl that played Hit Girl. I never remember that actress's name. Um is oh, the I is the main exactly character.
1: About. Yeah. Like Chloe or no, she has some weird like hyphenated name or last
0: name. If only there was some way we could
1: look it up. Yeah, too bad. I don't feel like it. Oh let's see uh, i really enjoyed mission
0: impossible fallout chloe grace moritz is, is her name i was right uh yeah i heard i heard that was good i haven't i haven't watched uh i haven't watched mission impossible like any of the movies since like mission impossible 2 back uh 37 years ago or whatever yeah, no kidding, it's such a long time.
1: I mean it's definitely like it's a thriller's thriller movie. Um, Black Klansman was really
0: good too. Oh I didn't I didn't get a chance to see that. I kept meaning to and, and didn't. Yeah, that's definitely
1: worth a watch. It's I like Adam Driver a lot. Adam oh yeah, me too. Really good at it, so
0: Me too. I, I, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of him in Girls and I like that he just plays the same character in Star Wars. Um, (laughs) Yeah uh, It's sort of uh, in that same In that same uh, wheelhouse Of uh, African American featured movies That came out in the summer We had uh, Sorry to bother you Did you get to see that? Nope I don't think so Oh my gosh That is That is the most I I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to like reiterate What I'm sure Everyone has Already said Is like Just see it Like, I can't, it's, you can, you can go, I can, I can explain the very most, uh, surface level plot details, but it has a lot of twists and turns that are very like surrealistic. Um, but at the start of it it is, there's a, there's a black guy that, uh, gets a job as a telemarketer and somebody tells him to use his white voice. And, uh,
1: yeah, I remember seeing the, uh, um previous for that and yeah, he just and good. he just
0: starts he start and then he just starts talking and he is david cross <laughs> and ta- like david cross's voice goes through him it is it's really funny. uh interesting but then but then it takes like a million other like it starts out it starts out relatively grounded and then that one weird thing happens and then there are just like one after another after another weird thing after weird thing it's got it's like if and and it's got it's also got some um a couple of things that are reminiscent of idiocracy um again i don't want to go into too much
1: yeah too
0: much detail because it because it is sort of about the tapestry that it paints but definitely worth checking out and most importantly about that one, it is on Hulu. Okay, nice. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it came out in theaters and stuff, but it is available on Hulu, so you can see it for free. Um, like that? So, we can, we can come back to more movies and stuff, but I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, since we talk about Hulu, I was thinking about TV series this year. And I can't think of a single TV series that, I, that like, stuck out in my mind that was not streaming on Netflix. I think I think we had a lot of great stuff on Netflix this year. So yeah, totally. The first thing, for whatever reason, the first thing on my list is American Vandal, the second season of American Vandal. Have That's you watched great. it? Yeah. <laughs> I. I mean, I loved the first season. Um, for those for those who haven't watched it, American Vandal is a sort of uh, mockumentary uh, style series. That is, uh, it's sort of a parody of these like true, like making a murderer or serial, um, these, like any of the true crime docu-series or podcasts or whatever that have been popular, uh, but it's done by these characters, the characters, it's like the, the hosts or whatever are also high schoolers. So it's, so the stakes are way lower, um, but, but also weirdly high in the first season, uh there's a character that uh or they they was accused of spray painting uh dicks on a bunch of teachers <laughs> cars and in the second season uh there's a character who uh perpetrates a series of uh fecal fecal matter related uh crimes and uh it's it was one of those things that it's like the first season kind of was self-contained, and what are they going to do for a second season? And they managed to pull it off.
1: It was excellent. Yeah, I had the uh, wife didn't want to watch the first one at first. So I we had her watch the second season, and then came back and watched the first. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just it was just so funny just seeing all these people talk about shit.
0: And and again, kind of like what I was what I was saying about eighth grade. Although this is a Well, it's, I I don't know. This is maybe a little bit more out there because of the subject matter. Um, But it did feel like these are teenagers acting like teenagers. I mean, I'm not a teenager, but like.
1: Oh, it totally felt like a, like a genuine or authentic perspective of, you know, like an actual teen, like a, whatever would it would be like an AV club or something mm-hmm. like that and doing a its own show or something
0: well and so uh, and the 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 main uh the main sus- suspect guy that was accused or whatever possibly wrongfully accused guy in the second season uh was basically me in high school <laughs> uh which if you watch that yeah yeah, yeah. um he he's a He's a weirdo who's proud of being a weirdo, which I don't feel like you see that that much in, in media. Like he's, you know, he's a, he's a, he, he has a weird, he has a weird band that nobody cares about. And he has, uh, and he, uh, he plays very unique uh, he, style. Yeah. He has a very unique style. Yeah. He wears a, like a bowler cap and, uh, <laughs> he does, he talks, he doesn't talk like a person. Uh, if that, if that makes sense. And, and he like, he like, uh, he has like a tea, a tea tasting YouTube channel or something like just, just a very, I don't know. And he's, he's weird. And his whole thing, like, like he's one of, one of the things about him, he's, they've got this, uh, this like meme that he, he's a part of called fruit Ninja where people people pull out their phones and they throw fruit fruit at him and he does like a ninja thing and they say fruit ninja. And it's like he is clearly in on this joke and some people might be doing it to make fun of him, but he is kind of, you know, he is owning it. And, and that was the, I mean, that was me in high school. I did a bunch of, you know, class, almost class clown type stuff and I know and some people were making fun of me a lot of people were laughing with me and some people it was somewhere in between but I don't care you, you know and that was that that was this that was this guy and I don't remember his name because I watched American Vandal a while ago um
1: I want to call you Fruit Ninja from now on
0: Fruit Ninja okay yeah <laughs> any uh any shows any shows uh jump out jump out at you
1: uh, let's see. So actually, looking at um, Netflix, uh, I do want to talk about Daredevil at one point, but they do pump out a lot of comedy. I'm not sure if you watch any comedy shows, but um, one, I'm a really big fan of Jim Gaffigan, and um, he had a comedy show. Actually, came out recently called Noble Ape, and they, he considers himself to be clean. He kind of, he pretty much is. You know, he doesn't curse or use too much vulgar stuff outside of mm-hmm. kind of bathroom humor, but he's just hilarious. Um, also, kind of in the comedy realm, it was it's called um, Bumping Mics. It's David Tell and Jeff Ross, and it's uh, a recording of their Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night show in New York, where it's mostly an interactive show with um, you know. Obviously, the crowd, but they bring in um, a large bevy of celebrities and other comedians too. And uh, three episodes, I think, about an hour long. Um, good, nice little binge, and it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I said that on the uh, least, I guess, recency bias, but that's what I can remember. So, way.
0: so I've I've watched a lot of comedy uh, on Netflix. And I will just say, I will just say uh, there's a lot of it. If, if you turn one on and it's bad, it's not going to get better.
1: Go to a different one.
0: Like, cause, cause um, I don't want to like harp on the bad stuff too much, but I I saw one special that makes me kind of like Wayne's world less. (laughs) Um, Was it the Dana Carvey? Yeah. The Dana, I watched, I mean, I watched like probably the first, Fifteen or twenty minutes of it, and he sounded like an old white man.
1: Yeah, I think and, that was. Yeah, I think we stopped watching that in about twenty. We had like the fifteen minute rule. Like, if we get fifteen minutes mm-hmm. in, if we really don't think it's funny, if it's any worth their time, it, we can throw down a veto.
0: And and that I mean that said like like that said like I mean, and and that's that's sort of uh, I you uh, I can't talk. Um it's yeah, it's just like they're they're just more of the same I I sat through the whole Norm Macdonald special and it wasn't it wasn't great. But you know who did have a good special that nobody thought nobody at the beginning of twenty eighteen would have said, I'll bet this is the best stand up special on Netflix this year Adam Sandler.
1: Oh, that was great. Oh and it was
0: yeah, especially if
1: you're a early Sandler fan
0: yeah yeah i mean he's sort of i i guess i guess the thing is like there there was a lot of little dumb interstitial stuff oh it's the shan man oh you can't see that you know but uh but just uh it was just a lot really funny and really kind of uh i guess like harmless (laughs) kind of like kind of like what you were saying about jim gaffigan did he have two, did Jim Gaffigan have two specials this year?
1: It's just, very possible. He might've had one like even before that, but or, I mean, it feels like he's, he's came out with at least one for the last four or five years. Cause
0: I, I feel like, I feel like he had one and, and I mean, maybe this was an HBO special from five years ago that just came on Netflix or something. There was one called like the fifth one or something. And it was supposedly his fifth, fifth special. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Um, but if he came out with another one, I don't have to see that. Yeah, it's it's just,
1: it's I I don't know. It's just some comedians just make me laugh all the time. Like, and it's very few like Mitch Hedberg or someone it's just like mm-hmm. stupid chuckles. But yeah, you know, I mean, just belly laugh. Yeah. It's, and usually it's just kind of his impression and stuff. Yeah. Was, yeah.
0: Yeah. Jim, I mean, I and I think I think Jim Gaffigan has gotten better over time. I think that. Uh, you know, back in the day with his Hot Pockets and his Dear Apostles, he was he was funny, but also like a bunch of people with bad taste at my high school would constantly quote him. So, yeah. Um, he was also in a movie that I saw at the Heartland Film Festival. So uh, watch it to be available. Uh, I don't know, for rental on Amazon Prime in the next six months called You Can Choose Your Family. Did I did I tell you about this on an episode?
1: sounds familiar I think he might have yeah
0: basically he is a uh he's a bigamist he has two fa- he has a secret he has two two families that don't know about each other um and the the movie is about his one son finding out about it and sort of either in either blackmailing him or like he start it starts out like he's gonna blackmail him and then it kind of is like they're working together to Make sure the two families don't know each other and, you know, shenanigans and stuff. And it really, it really shows Jim Gaffigan's acting chops. Um, so, be on the, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Um, did you get to watch Sabrina?
1: No, i have not.
0: Another, another good, another good thing to check out, um pretty digestible. I think there's like 10 episodes and then there was a Christmas, uh, a Christmas episode, which uh, I think that might be my favorite way to watch TV. Now when, uh, when they release, give me like six or 10 episodes. Like don't give me a full 13 episodes. Give me fewer episodes, like twice, like six episodes and twice a year and a, and a, and a Christmas special. And that's, like, the perfect pacing. You know, I like that. I'm happy having it all at one time, too. Because the problem with... I mean, the problem with the 13 episodes all at once is one of two things happens. Either I get burnt out on it and I never finish it, or I watch all 13 episodes, and then a year and a half later, I get another 13 episodes... And I don't remember anything that happened in the first season.
1: So this convenient um, overviews of the previous season. Yeah, but even that I don't I don't know. I... I understand what you're saying. Sometimes I like to go back and watch like the last two episodes just so I have a good idea of what's mm-hmm. uh you know, what should expect, hopefully.
0: Yeah, but I don't have time for that.
1: You have time to watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch Kendall. You can make time to watch I... Episode
0: or two. Sabrina is excellent. It's 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 yeah, like I said, it's one of my favorites. Uh you know, the the girl that was the daughter on Mad Men is the main character. Okay. This is also why we're getting old because uh I'm all these child actresses are growing up. Uh <laughs> the girlfriend See from, if the, they
1: did like a Doug remake, then I might be interested in that.
0: But uh, no, no. I mean, I mean, this is based on because the Sabrina remake is based on the, uh, the, creepy tales of Sabrina or whatever it was called uh, from a couple years ago. It's it's like super dark. It is the. I mean, the protagonists are literally Satanists, and like regularly will be like, oh praise Satan, thank thanks be to Satan, um, in a, in a way that. uh actually made my religious sister-in-law rather un rather uncomfortable uh-huh. um, so yeah it's it's a it's a thing you know it's got its weird creepiness uh, it it's sort of uh, yeah she's she is probably gonna fight the devil she is c- kind of trying to fight the devil but not directly and is willing she's to use all sorts of terrible dark forces. Um, She, you know, she doesn't literally murder anyone, but she kind of does at one point. Um, And she, she takes, she does things with magic that are very much like almost in the realm of like Dr. Strange, like sort of doing this thing that, is going, there are going to be consequences for this. And she does it without thinking of the consequences in a, in a very, in a very dark way. And it's just, yeah, it's really, it's got this, like, it's not the 1960s because one person has a cell phone in one scene, but it almost feels like they forgot that they were going for that aesthetic for the whole time because the rest of the, the rest of the show is in this very like, rural 1960s rotary phones and all sorts of stuff aesthetic. That's, that's really, uh, that's really neat. Okay. Trying to think of what else you watch big mouth. No. Oh, really? Okay. So, uh, so yeah, so that, that is another, another, uh, show about kids, although they don't really act like kids in, in big mouth. I mean, they sort of do, but it's, uh, it's about middle schoolers going through puberty and, uh, the different characters get the first season. One character has a puberty monster who's basically, uh, someone who sounds like, but is not, uh, Will Forte, (laughs) but he does. It's, um, oh, I, I forget who's the people. It's the people that do the show. What, but, uh. Um uh basically just telling him to masturbate all the time huh. and uh <laughs> then in the but then, in the second season, they introduce puberty monsters for other characters, and it's weird and bizarre and like but also kind of weirdly talking about the kind of stuff that you don't really talk about in. In uh, on television, and there's even an episode that I kind of felt like they could play in a sex ed class. Oh, yeah, like it's it's a little bit, I mean, it still is, it still is uh, you know, a little bit profane and a little bit blue, but I but I mean, you know, you could play. They played when I was growing up, they played some some racy stuff in in school. I feel like, I feel like you could play this episode in a, in a sex ed class. And it does, it actually, it's like, uh, it's, it's an explanation of how reproduction works. And I believe it's to the gym teacher who doesn't understand. It's someone explaining it to him. Okay. Cause he doesn't understand what, what, how stuff works. <laughs>
1: it's tough.
0: But definitely, definitely worth checking out. Uh, if you didn't, if you didn't watch that, no, I will. Um, Glow had its second season this year. Um, did you watch Glow? Nope. Yeah. Uh, just a it's a about I'm this the show. ladies wrestling um, yeah. league in the in the eighties. Uh, this season, this was another show that could have been a been one season and done um but it kind of it kind of picks up where it left off and and does it develops some of the minor characters and uh builds off uh there's a uh one of the one of the female leads uh has a has a child and it's sort of the It's a, it's a twist on the normal, like the man, you know, the man is neglectful of, of his family and, and baby and whatnot, but she's like the one that's like the workaholic and, um, and he's also, uh, fuck that guy. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, it's all definitely worth another one worth checking out. Also very, and glow has glow has is very like digestible. The episodes are only 30 minutes. Um, let me see any other doctor. Who's been good. Uh, they have the female doctor first female doctor this year, and it's been really solid. Um, let's see. Any other TV shows you wanted to bring up?
1: Um, okay. So on the Marvel side, um, so iron fist came out this year. Um, it was better than the first one, so that's why I'm mentioning it. This. And um, Daredevil um, was definitely one of my favorite shows to come out this year. I enjoyed it. And I uh, thought that Bullseye was a very good Marvel villain and kind of makes me sad that it's canceled and that there's probably a very slim chance that they'll bring anybody back in the future. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, I mean Bullseye is interesting. Yeah, hopefully hopefully they do something with these to continue this story. Whether it's whether it's freaking Smallville season 11 and they just do comics or or whether they um uh, or whether they do additional series on the Disney streaming service or whatever. I feel like I feel like anything's possible. I mean we live in a world where nothing is ever really canceled.
1: Well, and my initial thought was that the Disney Channel, well, the actual new, well, I guess the Disney Network here soon, that will have to yeah. pay for it get access to, would just want to use them themselves. But I guess there's uh, certain things in their contracts which prohibit them from uh, at least working for a certain amount of years or you know kind of carrying on the same you know, storyline yeah. or something so Yeah, I
0: mean I mean but on the other side of it like we have Sony and Mar- the way that Sony has worked with Marvel to with the Spider-Man rights where they can keep the rights but let them do let let Marvel also use Spider-Man for stuff like these companies if they have if, if, if they they have a hot product and it's in everybody's best interest for them to continue making things, they'll figure out a way to do it. Um, I, I do think I do think that this was the year that we really saw how thin Marvel had stretched itself with the uh, with the with the t- with their TV shows because I mean, we didn't even bring up Luke Cage. I, I haven't watched it. And
1: I, I thought it was okay. I mean, it definitely opened up for a, an interesting next story, and I actually, I enjoyed the villain. wasn't too bad. I mean, it wasn't the greatest. I don't understand how these shows get canceled. Yet, some of the other shows I see on Netflix are still on there still.
0: Well, they're not. I mean, it's it's obvious. I mean, it's there's obviously it's because of the Marvel. Disney having a like there, there are, it is, it is behind the scenes politics that's causing this. It's not because it's not because they were bad. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's pretty clear. And it's not because Disney doesn't have the money for it. It's, you know, it's, it's because they want to do us. They do, they want to do things a certain way. And I, I, I just, I just, I think they're going to, figure out a way to can, to move this universe forward.
1: Let's hope so. But who knows? I mean, so you think about with the final Avengers movie coming out this year, um, they're saying that should be, the, well, who knows, if, when and if they'll do another Avengers movie after that, if it'll be called Avengers. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I guess they're kind of wrapping things up. Will they have to change characters? You know, will Captain America stay in that universe as you know they just switch in somebody else,
0: yeah, I mean, Disney is making eleven billion dollars on Marvel shit until until it stops being profitable. they're gonna keep putting it out there,
1: I see, and they don't wanna disrupt the I guess the overall universe, which it feels like d c is gonna do now. It sounds like they're gonna swap everything out after Aquaman, mm-hmm. Because no more Superman, or at least no more Henry Cavill or whatever. I don't know if Bid Affleck's going to continue to be Batman, so... They'll be switching people in and out. And keeping... Because I mean, can't get rid of Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean they'll... DC... Uh, yeah, who knows. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I haven't gotten to see Aquaman yet. Uh, I did see... I did see Into the Spider-Verse, and it was amazing believe the hype it's it's I can't wait to see it. It's the best Spider-Man movie. It's better than Spider-Man homecoming and, and it's, uh, yeah, you got
1: something right.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it also, it, it does a lot of things you could not have done in live action. Um, even just as, as simple as Spider-Man noir, is a different art style from Spider Ham. Is a different art style from uh, Penny Parker. Is a different art style from the rest of the movie. You know, they even 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 really like Spider Gwen is kind of a different art style. And I mean, they could in live action. You can have them wear different clothes and stuff, but like nobody's gonna look like anime. Yeah.
1: No, that's a good yeah.
0: Interesting. And, or, and if you tried to do something like that, it, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. The anime chick would look like a mutant. Um, so, uh, let's see. Uh, so my wife and I discovered You're the Worst this year. We're actually like way not caught up. Uh, it's a, uh, have you seen, have you seen it? Uh, sounds familiar. It's it's on FX and it's about it's a it's a sort of it's a sort of sitcom, uh and all the characters in it are terrible people. And it's 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 quirky and hipstery but also like super cynical. Like over the top cynical and like, oh, I've seen
1: commercials for. Okay, yeah. And it's
0: like every single character is is just human garbage, but they find a way to make you root for them. <laughs> and then the character, there's there's like there's one character who, when you first meet him, he seems like he's just a nice guy, that is, that is uh like, maybe caught up in a weird situation. And his, you know, his wife is terrible and whatnot. But then, like, as you get to know him, you're like, no, actually, this guy's kind of the worst one of them all. Because he, you know, he pretends to be the nice guy. But he's just, yeah, he just refuses to accept reality. And, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, good, it's good stuff. It's a it's good, good, really solid recommend if you're looking for something to watch.
1: I feel like I've just watched probably just a bunch of bad stuff this year. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of, like, what's good? I'm like, well, some okay stuff that... And that's us like, with Hulu, they were, like, we recently um, discovered MasterChef, and we've been cranking through those, and that's been enjoyable, especially something good to help pass the time recently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I see, I always like Shark Tank. I like The Prophet. I like those types of shows. It's been really good. I feel like we haven't got into any sort of thriller. I've actually been re-watching The Sopranos lately. Okay. i um, and just kind of going back through some old stuff. So, what we like to do is just recycle old TV shows. So, it feels yeah. like once a year we'll watch, do The Office, Parks and Rec, 30 Rock, Veep, um, Arrested Development. I'm trying to think if there's some other stuff. So.
0: so The Office, the interesting thing about The Office is, uh, I mean, my wife and I canceled cable about a month ago, but up until recently we had it. And The Office, Comedy Central has just played the entire series on loop for like the entire year. Like they've just Comedy Central is like nope we don't need to play, we don't need to play reruns of of '80s movies anymore. We're we don't need to play standup comedians. We'll have our one hour of our we'll have our we'll have a you know, from about nine p.m. and or from from ten p.m. until midnight we'll have original programming. The rest of the day just office reruns. So the I think office and
1: South Park reruns.
0: Yeah, yeah, and in, in South Park, but I think. I think really the office that has given the office like a resurgence in, in popularity. And it's like sort of become like our generation Seinfeld.
1: No, that's exactly what I was thinking because you know, it's like what other shows really got into syndication. Um, kind of like that. I mean, friends of course is kind of out there, but the um, yeah, office is just at a different level for me. We can, my wife and I can easily sit down there and go through it, and every once in a while, I'll stumble upon like a website or some list of like the ten best office episodes, and just go there and watch them. Um, Parks and Rec is kind of the same thing. It's just I love the Reverend, you know, especially workplace comedy. Apparently, like that sort of stuff. But uh, um, lots of good stuff like that. And that's you know, well a lot of times too now it's like, you what know, we want to watch before we go to bed, so it's easy to. Mm. You know, pop in one of those and try to make it through each season.
0: Yeah. My, my wife and I have powered through the, the first season or the first 10 seasons of the Simpsons uh, this year. Nice. Um, so I've been, uh, only 20 more to
1: go, right? Yeah. 20,
0: uh, yeah. 25. I'm in. And I mean, this year's Simpsons was, was, uh, had some good stuff. Like, uh, I think, I think it's still, it's still kind of hit and miss. They beat Gunsmoke or whatever this year, I think. Um, it, but uh, considering how long the show's been on, it still has it still has some it still has its moments. They uh, there was an episode they uh, they just recently uh, retconned the origin again uh, huh. that uh, Homer and Marge got married in like 2008, which huh. makes me feel really old. That originally they were married in the 70s, and now they're married. Oh, jeez. Now they're basically my age. Oh, (laughs) jeez. That's funny. So, you and I, like, never talk about video games, but 2018 was a big uh, video game year for me. I'm just going to list off all the games that I... uh, I'm not going to say I beat all of them, but I put, like... A significant significant amount of time into it uh, and also some of them don't it doesn't make sense because you don't beat them they're just party games but uh, so I you know got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe for the Switch, Octopath Traveler, Super Smash Brothers for the Switch, Nickelodeon Kart Racers, Sonic Mania, Battle Chef Brigade, Sonic Forces, Mario Odyssey although that was partially at the end of last year uh, Heroes of Monkey Tavern, Oxen free Thimbleweed, Thimbleweed Park, and Spider Man. So that is like usually I play like two games a year. This that is more than two, uh, and I enjoyed them a lot. So play vidio games. Uh, That's good. I bought a Switch this year,
1: um, and I well, I bought the one. What well, I ended up buying, a Breath of the Wild, Zelda. That was really good and enjoyed that very much. Um, I also picked up um, Rocket League. That's actually pretty fun and kept me busy for a little while. Yeah, I've,
0: I've been but, curious about that.
1: Yeah, I think I, I picked it up when they had one of the sales. I think I got it for like twelve bucks, and I'd say it's definitely worth it. I put it in enough time; it, it's fun.
0: Now and, that one, that one has a lot of DLC. Like, is the base game oh, worth yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. The DLC are just extra cars. Okay.
1: Yeah, and actually, I, I think I got like the DC pack. It was on sale for like. 299 Mm -hmm. and it came with you know emblems logos a couple different cars i mean it was just kind of fun running around in the batmobile um and the nice thing as well is that um, the computer is is still pretty good it's kind of nice to play with dependable teammates sometimes so online play is fun but um, i just kept getting mad at people that didn't want to defend the goal and just gets annoying sometimes (laughs) But um, again, it has a pretty good kind of solo play, uh, and I picked up uh, what Smash Brothers Ultimate um, about a week ago, and that is my first Smash Brothers game I've ever played. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so uh, I thought I'd, it was, I was either going to pick up that or Odyssey, and um, I thought this would probably have long- more longevity due to online gaming and things like that. So yeah,
0: yeah and a local but, play and, you know, you got to practice so you can go to people's parties.
1: So, I um, mean, that's what I'm excited to do. Yeah. Hopefully find some other people and play outside of just online. But, uh, I've been playing through their, uh, whatever story mode, picking up spirits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I've been learning all the jargon and all the other stuff. And I remember watching, I don't know if it might've been on Netflix, but it was uh, like a smash brothers documentary. Um, and it just blew my mind. And I loved it. And I'm like, I'm, I just want to try I'm going to have to play that game sometime. But <laughs> um, at that time, I don't think I had my GameCube or any other Nintendo console to play. And, you know, I you know, wasn't going to go find a tournament or something like that. But when I saw this, I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, hours-wise, this will definitely keep me busy for a little bit. So um, I haven't really um, got my heart set on a main character yet. But uh you know, I'm starting to like a, a few of them.
0: Well, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Uh, first of all, first of all, uh, if you ever want to do local Smash, uh, either you come to me or me come to you. Let yeah. me know. I I am totally up for that. And I'll, and like it's really weird. I put out I put out a call on Facebook when I got it, and I hung out with people two weekends in a row. I had. People, I had a person, one person come over to my house the first night, and then two other people come out over my house the next night <laughs> of the first weekend. Like, I am never social, and and people came out of the woodwork to play this game. Uh, and uh, also, the Switch is great for that because everybody has. I feel like the Switch has the potential to be like the Wii. When I was in college, everybody owned a Wii. So, if you had a party, everybody would bring their own Wiimotes so you'd have plenty of controllers yes, well joy cons we're yeah we're getting to the point where everyone's gonna have a switch and you can it's so much easier to pair your joy cons with a different switch you just slide them onto the onto the thing either side and then take them off and then they're paired as opposed to having to like go into settings and all kinds of craziness yeah uh but uh my two my two favorite new Characters are Cloud and King K. Rool. Uh, but Samus has always been my main. Ever like since... I Samus. Ever since 6th grade, because somebody told me that Samus had a spirit bomb.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I, I, oh, that'd be awesome if they got Dragon Ball Z. So lately I've been... Uh, well, at least I'm doing the story mode and whatever, just the single-player tournaments. I've... Uh, I like Simon Belmont a lot. Um... I like the, the links. I don't think there's a really big difference between Young Link and Toon Link.
0: It and has the, like, to do big with Link. their bomb. One of them, because well, I, th- I think one of them actually plays like Link used to or something. Well, the, like the most, like I guess, Big Link,
1: he has like the Breath of the Wild Bomb where you can throw it, but you have to detonate it using like the down B. Um, but with, I think, Young Link and Toon Link... Down B, you throw a bomb, whatever it touches, it goes
0: off. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's how Link used to work in previous incarnations. Okay. And Young Link, yeah, that's right. Because Young Link and regular, or I mean Toon Link and, Young Link is new. So Toon Link and Link were exactly the same. They had all the exa- almost exactly the same abilities, but Toon Link is way lighter. Okay. So that's, that's probably what it is, is that Young Link is closer to that version. That makes sense.
1: Yeah, so I'm starting to dig some other ones. I think like Mega Man's not too bad. Um, Sonic, right now I'm just you know trying to play and get characters.
0: Sonic is fun in a group because he's really hard for people to counter. Because if you do his just his B move, he like jumps up in the air oh, and like yeah. he ran and randomly targets somebody, so nobody knows who you're attacking. That's like
1: the only any kind of simple like projectile you know, attack he has. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, there's it's uh it's it's definitely a fun game. Um I'm definitely just kinda getting into it. I think I started off with um, medium or computer difficulty at three, so I like to bump it up around five. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to work my way up there first and maybe hop online here soon. Cool, cool. Um let me
0: think. Yeah, I think I talked on the last episode about the Spider Man PS four game is just is just excellent. And I this week I played a little bit more of it in between. I, I actually started uh, Shadow of the Colossus, but I haven't played enough of it to give oh, my cool. opinion yet. Oh always
1: wanted to play that game. Yeah,
0: it seems good, but and they just did a remaster for, for PS four, so Okay, good. Yeah, it's it's a good, it's a beautiful game. I but I've only played for like a couple hours, so I don't know for sure. My wife is starting Red Dead Redemption 2 right now. Ooh, I heard that's really good too. Yeah. Uh yeah, the Nickelodeon Kart Racer, I think, is uh a game that's kinda gonna get forgotten to time, but is a really fun uh Mario Kart knockoff. Um and is then Is Mario Kart worth getting? I I mean yeah, it's the best it's the best Mario Kart game. Okay, uh, good. And uh, specifically for Switch, it comes with all of the DLC that was because it's because Mario Kart Eight was a was a Wii U game, so it's oh, it's like uprezzed a little bit. A couple of the controls have been tweaked for the Switch, and it comes with all of the DLC. So there's way more tracks than what you would expect.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: it's yeah, it's really really solid. Um, Sonic Mania uh, is is a two D Sonic game that was made by a fan of, you know, of of those original of those Genesis games and it feels like you remember those Genesis games feeling um it was a lot of fun. And then Battle Chef Brigade is the other Switch game that I would strongly recommend uh for just everybody. It's it's great. Adult it's an adult swim game. Uh you are you have to fight monsters and bring them back and use them to cook meals for judges. It's like it's kind of like Iron Chef meets Dark Souls meets uh, meets like some sort of sports anime or something. It's just yeah, it's it's great. A lot of deadpan humor, but also like a legitimately fun game that mixes like the action. It's like an action fighting late platforming type stuff and then it's kind
1: of like the south park games
0: no way better than that i think it's way i i don't know oh, i i wasn't a I played stick of truth a little bit or not stick of truth uh fractured but whole a little bit and i wasn't a big fan but like th- this seems this seems more like a real game and then when you go back to cook the cooking is like a match three puzzle type game
1: okay. that
0: uh that you it's it's one of those games that you feel by the time you get to the end of it, the difficulty ramps up slowly enough that you feel like you get really good at it towards the end. And I just I really, really enjoyed that. Um and then the other Switch game that, that is until Spider Man would have been my game of the year. Or and until Smash <laughs> because I also love Smash was Octopath Traveler. Um which is very uh, it's easy to compare it to like Final Fantasy VI for Super Nintendo. Um, it's it's like a style to look like sixteen bit graphics, turn based, Japanese RPG, following the stories of eight different characters, and the combat system is it's it's uh, it's simple enough that it's simple enough that you can that you can keep up with it. Uh, but it's got layers to it, to a point that uh, you can get. You can also like delve deeper, um, and the stories are kind of interesting. And and since there's eight characters, you can kind of favor one character over another. But
1: it's uh, good. Which I saw the reviews. I picked up like a bunch of like, I guess what you call it, like a gattaca or like an art type, like the you move the ship around and shoot stuff and run over big things that spin and get bigger guns and uh-huh. platform shooters, whatever you call yeah, them, yeah, TV yeah. shooters. I'm a sucker for those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the switches, I mean, this has just been the year. I think that the switch really broke through like last year, a bunch of great stuff came out for the switch, but this year people bought those games and People, you know, it, it just it got to the point where a lot of people have the switch. And now that Smash Brothers came out, especially, I think, uh, I think it's going to be that's that's going to be the system. Um, and it's just great what it does. It's I love it when I get an electronic thing and it does what it's supposed to do.
1: They're only getting better now or even easier just to connect with everybody. So,
0: yeah, pretty awesome. So, okay. So we covered TV and movies and video games. I didn't really read any books this year. I read some Star Wars books that were okay. Um, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, nah, I don't think so.
1: I think we pretty much covered it all. Unless there's anything you want to go over with comic books.
0: I mean, comic books. I think the the big the big comic book takeaway that I have from this year everything that Tom King writes is amazing. Uh, and you know, just, just pick up. If you're not reading anything by Tom King, pick up anything that he's writing. It's great. Uh, except for the like second volume of his Batman run. Uh, and, uh, Dan slot is, uh, is doing a lot of interesting things now that he's off of Spider-Man and his, and he ended really strong on Spider-Man, uh, earlier in the year. Uh, nick spencer took the took over the reins of spider-man and uh is doing some really cool stuff and that's uh really i'm mean, but that and those are the main things i can't think of because like I, I mean hunt for wolverine meh yeah uh, or well, no, no, return of wolverine
1: yeah that's no, been all yeah that's no, been definitely blah at best um i mean other than that, obviously r.i.p stan lee I've it's a big loss. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shit, what else was I going to say? Um, crackers. I had some other good comic book thing I was going to mention. Um, Dolly Cates has been lighting it up. Um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. been enjoying the Justice League quite a bit. And uh, I think Image is still... Pumping out a bunch of quality stuff. I think Jeff Lemire's still been on fire, but he has been for past few years. Did
0: Did Jason Aaron's Avengers run start this year?
1: Yeah, that was that is going to be on my worst of list. I said there's (laughs) the biggest regret or biggest money wasted was going to be on Jason Aaron's Avengers.
0: I think I think it's still got potential, and it's it's. A lot of times I start I start reading Avengers books and drop off pretty quickly and I'm still intrigued enough. Um I think that uh sort of sort of what that what this all kind of comes down to is this was the year that the person that I wanted to write the thing got to write the thing. Like every just like like Brian Michael I mean Brian Michael Bendis's Superman books, we didn't even bring that up. Yeah. So Ben yeah point. like Bendis is writing Superman, Snyder is writing Justice League, Grant Morrison is writing Gr- Green Lantern. Jeff Johns is doing whatever the heck he wants with Countdown or with Countdown Doomsday Clock. Uh Nick Spencer on Spider-Man is perfect. Dan Slott doing Iron Man and Fantastic 4. Like it's just it's just like really they've just people who haven't gotten to touch these characters or who haven't gotten to write these characters are getting to write these characters and sort of, and some of the, the names that I've sort of watched them over the time that I've been reading comics have sort of watched them go from relative obscurity to writing this B list book to writing this headliner uh, have kind of all, you know, they've all kind of, arrived, even, even like something like Charles Soule, like I mean, Charles Soule has kind of been, it's been a couple years, but like he kind of came out of nowhere and then has just been, Oh,
1: he's given the keys to a couple of big characters. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's just really, it's just really interesting. Like there's not, I don't think that even though there are books that I'm not reading, there's, I don't, I don't think there's a book that I, that I feel like has the wrong writer.
1: Yeah, not that I can think. Well, maybe Avengers and Jason Aaron. I wish it was a little bit more.
0: Well, I epic think so. Or serious so, and- so uh, well, I well, I understand that that I and and agree that it's not necessarily Jason Aaron's best work. I think that having him on Avengers, I think a good Jason Aaron story on Avengers would be really cool.
1: Well, I'm sure it'll probably happen sooner or later. And for 2019, I'm probably more excited for his work on Conan. Um, so. That should be fun. Uh, what I was thinking about before was uh, some of my favorite moments in comics this year was um, the Punisher getting the uh, War Machine armor, and um, and the Doomsday Clock when the mime and his finger guns actually went off. I thought that was pretty sweet.
0: I don't think we've talked about the most recent issue of Doomsday Clock. I and I'll honestly, I don't really remember the details of it, but I just remember it being like a really a really solid um, single issue
1: well it's when superman tries to go intervene when they have that um i can't remember if it's like st petersburg oh yeah yeah
0: yeah the in the firestorm the firestorm uh turns the people to glass yeah 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 yeah. like that that issue was just like like a freaking masterclass in comics it was really good like it was just like completely taken out of you know, don't even think about because I think you can't think about context with Doomsday Clock anymore. It's just this, like it, it, it the the idea that this was something that was that was started when Jeff Johns was in charge of stuff at DC and now he's not in charge of stuff. I'm I would buy that, but regardless, the book is just so freaking good.
1: Yeah. This issue kind of seemed off of, like, what the usual plot line or how everything was moving along, but obviously it shows how, what, or what Superman feels or how he thinks, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that'll make a big difference going forward since whatever the the whole project is, with like, the Superman project and yeah. all this other stuff, so... Yeah, it's getting pretty good, and I guess, what there's only, like, three or four left, so... Yeah,
0: yeah so maybe in 2020, there'll be our book of the year. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, I also... The other thing that I... I started diving into Transformers comics. I've almost read that whole freaking Optimus Prime series now. Um, but uh, the the Transformers Unicron series was uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> um. It it's those Transformers comics are like if you if you were like I want the most serious in depth. Like, like politics, and you know, this is this is a a, tr- a comic book written for smart people, with a gajillion characters, and the art's not even that bad. Usually, in those in those like, in in the in like IDW books, like man, in the Star Trek books, the the art is awful, but the art's actually pretty good in the Transformers books, and 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 it's this really they've cre- they created this really really complicated, elaborate universe. Um, that, that, you know, that works as if you, if you read, the more you read, the more you understand, uh, and, and it's just really cool because, because transformers is, is a property that I don't associate with necessarily high level storytelling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, I think, I think we can wrap it up there. Yeah. It sounds good. All right. Uh, everybody, uh, thanks. Thanks for listening uh, all in 2018. Uh, and in 2019 hopefully we'll have lots more episodes and lots more stuff on the Kendall cast network. Uh, we got a new logo that I made. So, uh, or a new, or a logo. Yeah. A logo, I guess it's a logo for this podcast. So, so check that out on uh, Kendallcast.ninja. Ninja. Um, and until next time, uh, keep reading those comics. See you next year. So, I got an email from the Amazon affiliate program. They were like, It's been three months and you haven't gotten any uh, sales. <laughs> just letting you know, you have three months left to get three sales, or else uh, we're going to remove you from the program. I mean, you can try to be in the program again later, but you know, just want to give up now. Wednesday I wanna go to the shop